you all have this almost sacred trust to try and safeguard the rest of the country from this broken down system that is from this broken down system that is on the verge of, of pushing us off this precipice but, uh, uh, after which there will be no coming back. And you can all feel it. Like we're all heading in that direction. That's why I'm running for president. I'm not running for president because I fantasized about ever being president. I'm running for president because I'm an American and I'm a parent and I can see the country we will leave to our children and it is not something that I'm willing to accept. Welcome to Mindwave. We have a very special episode for you today. This, this is, is your... Uh, I've been waiting for a while. No, yes, I, I know, right? Got to continue it. This is your uh, host, Jenner, and my wonderful co-host, Josh. Josh. Hello. Hello, Josh. And we have our very first in-studio guests, which is really a hotel room, but it's fine. <laughs> Annette and Ellie, welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, driving down here. Okay, They drove here in like a car <laughs> to come hang out with us. So this is very cool. Thank you very much for coming. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Yes. So this is part two. Uh, or really, I mean, it's almost kind of like humanity first, like the first part of the series like that was kind of like just like the intro this almost feels like episode one it's like the extended we, version yeah Humanity first extended yeah and i mean the first one i didn't i didn't have my thoughts really organized as as much so i you know i hadn't been used to you know interviewing people in heavy air quotes that the people listening to the podcast can't see <laughs> Um, so yeah, and I, but I've formulated, you know, much more of an idea of how I want these to work. So I think this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I agree. So in studio tonight, I am very excited, very excited because we initially met on fa through Facebook mm -hmm. with yes. our connection with Andrew Yang's campaign. So. I guess to kind of kick off, like, what what does humanity first mean for you? Like, what what do you think? Like, what? I'm having a really hard time placing my words right now. What is what does it mean to I put imagine. humanity first in your mind? Um, I think that it just it just is so simple that it's obvious. You put humans before anything like before politics before people before party and all of that and it's it, we're all just humans and we're all americans and w it, the the divide that we have going on right now is just ridiculous so we need to become united and become just americans and and above and beyond all that humans yeah. so I'm uh, I'm definitely going to get into this uh, in this series called the Outrage Machine that I'm doing. Uh, we are doing collectively. Yes. Um, that's going to cover you know tribalism and identity politics and this this willingness to be like, you know, I'm red team, you're blue team. We don't talk to each other. We don't you know like addressing kind of all of that. Like. So I'm 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 really ready to to dig into 
that whole space because it's it's you know we're tearing each other apart yeah it gets ugly like on twitter or whatever it turns ugly in like a minute someone will say yang gang 2020 and then somebody else will say he'll never win he should just drop out and then somebody else comes and defends yang and then that i mean it's just like and then next thing you know someone's saying go kill yourself and it's like what how did we get here? Like, what the hell? Twitter is a cesspool. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter is a cesspool. I've, I've so read some media. crazy, crazy shit on social Twitter. Social media man. on the whole has just kind of like over time gotten more and more like a part of people's lives. Like as time progresses, you know, people use it more and more and more frequently. And it went from something that you did as a hobby and didn't really get super political about, you know, in the days of like MySpace and stuff, it was like, you know, everybody just did their own thing. It wasn't so political. And then Facebook and all of these other apps that have come out with people just constantly arguing all the time. Right. And, and I'm like, we have these platforms. Why aren't we debating like effective debate? Talk to people like human to human. Because we have this collective of people that we have access to through the internet and people just want to act dumb and call names and just, what's the point? Why are we not being pragmatic about this? Why aren't we looking at this from a really effective standpoint of just let's fix the problem? Right. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's this problem of collaboration between humans. Like we have the tools to do it. Let's do it. Yeah. The main problem is like tribal identifiers and I'm going to go into this like at length, but that's what it is. It's a deeply evolutionary thing. We have this, this innate sense to like, this is my tribe. You're that tribe. I'm automatically suspicious of you. I automatically demonize you thing. And I talked about this in episode two, reclaiming the circle. It's about expanding your idea of what the tribe is. It's not the people who live next in your hut. You know, it's not the people who live in your village. It's the people who live on this planet. We're all the same, you know? So I'm, I was already going way deep into this humanity first idea before it even manifested itself Mm -hmm. in a, in a presidential candidate. So I'm, I'm all for this. I, I fucking love it. Uh, But yes, let us get to know you what's what's uh i i kind of want to treat this as like an origin story like we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about you know what gets you what got you into yang and stuff but uh you know just like what's uh who are you where are you from what are, what's your story so what's my story um yeah. all right so i've had a pretty adventurous life i'd say uh arizona is the eighth state that I've lived in so I've moved around a lot um uh my states and it's kind of interesting I'll just say my my states because I think it's kind of interesting to to see how I've bounced bounced around and stuff you know oh yeah and uh so it's Indiana Florida California Iowa Illinois Minnesota Montana and then now uh, Southern Arizona, just 10 miles from the Mexican border. Wow. Yeah. So I've been around and it's pretty interesting, but it's kind of, you know, each place has, has its own, 
it, it's just its own place, you know? Yeah. Like, so having all of that different experience of different types of people, uh, and how people think and, and that kind of tribalism and stuff like oh, that, yeah. it's pretty interesting to see it from different, in different places, in different environments. I've lived in big cities. I've lived in teeny tiny towns. I lived full time in an RV with my husband and three cats and two dogs for like a year and a half. Something like that. Yeah. Um, fuck, where was it going? We shouldn't have busted out the scotch so early. <laughs> Can you get me another beer, me. Joshua? Yes, I got you. Yeah, Joshua's going to get me another beer. Um, no, but that this is this is a weird phenomenon that happens in 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 neighborhoods and cities. Is like we evolve our own thing to where like if somebody walking down the street, if they say a single sentence to you, you're like, oh, you're from Boston, right? You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> it. So we we all we all have these. You know, inc- we're incredibly diverse, but we're all tight community based and we have different values and i remember the first time i went to the east coast to like pennsylvania ohio i was in culture shock first of all i i felt like it was like a fucking time machine like i went like 10 20 years back but then it was like there was that like weird core family thing where like families had dinner together and everybody's family knew each other and cousins and aunties and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and everybody. And it was like, and everybody was family. And I'm like that, like on the West coast, that shit like is vert. It's nowhere. It's nowhere. Everybody I went to high school with, like, I I think I might've known like one or two people whose parents were still together. It was all like separated divorced families with like, Oh, holidays were always like this. Like, Oh fuck. Uh, Yeah. One time I went, uh, when, when I was a senior in high school, my friend's parents got divorced and her mom moved to Orange County, Orange County, Anaheim, something like that. Right. So, uh, me, she took, uh, me and one other girlfriend for a spring break trip out to Orange County. Mm -hmm. And so I had already lived in, like, I mostly lived in the San Fernando Valley. So I lived like in Van Nuys, LA, um, Anaheim and um you know that kind of I was a valley girl when I was a when I was a little girl Keller I know for sure for sure but um when I went back so we're at like the Ralph's or whatever getting some food and I said to the cashier I was like hi how are you today and she just looked at me and she goes do I know you yeah and I'm like no I was just saying hi like (laughs) she's like oh well hi you know I'm like don't knock yourself out sister come on you know and then and then I decided to test it so everywhere I went every cashier that I went up to I was like hi how are you today and I got a couple of just like "Mm -hmm," you know uh, but the, very few of them were were like friendly and and were happy to say hi back. It's so weird. Yeah, it's it's the whole social paradigm is very very strange because I remember I I first experienced this going up to Oregon because like where I'm from you don't you don't talk to people on the street. It's very much like a do I know you thing. Yeah. And if you make eye contact with anybody or you give them a lo- a nod, they give you like this like. Well, fuck is that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or like hey man what's up uh, but like in iowa or montana weird. like oh, you wave yeah. at everybody everybody or, says or you do the the one finger 
steering, the steering wheel lift. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a to- it's a total uh, fucking culture shock. I went to I was in Portland. Uh, this was like right when we got to Portland, Oregon, and I was like walking down the street, and some guy, some guy at a gay bar, big fabulous bitch. I won't mention his name. He probably doesn't listen. It's Greg. <laughs> big, <laughs> big fabulous bitch. Uh, he's like, hey, I like your shirt, and I'm like. Oh, thanks or whatever. And he's like, "Let me buy you a beer. Let's hang out." And I'm like, "Okay." And it's very much just like you, you, you'll be walking down the street in in Portland, and somebody will be like, "Hey, how's your Friday going?" And I'm like, "Oh, not too bad. How's yours?" "Oh, not too bad. Do we know each other?" "No, it's just saying hi." <laughs> like, that's very much like that's a Pacific Northwest thing and an East Coast thing, and I haven't experienced too much of the middle. But West Coast, if you do that, if if public service announcement to anybody listening, if you go to LA, <laughs> if you go to say hi to somebody on the street, they're going to be like so bothered that they had to look up from their phone and be like, I'm on my way to Starbucks, bitch. What do you want? Like, they're very like extremely like, yeah. And making friends out there is almost impossible because you need that initial you know, openness to other people, not like caught in my own shit. I'm here on my phone all day. And, and then when I lived so there, bad though, in LA, I hate it. <laughs> I went to, I think I went to eight elementary schools. So during the like 10 years that I lived there, we moved like eight different times. So I wow. went to eight different schools in like six years. And that's a God. different story. Like that, that's a different like childhood story mm. that well, you know, I need more alcohol before we go there. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, it is what it was. And uh, it was just really interesting, all the different. Oh, yeah. that It was really, really hard to make friends. Like, I just never really made friends. I don't know. I never got to keep any. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Different places are, it's, it's weird how different it is. But, like, bouncing around like that gives you so much context. And tying it back into Andrew Yang, uh-huh. his uh, national exchange program. This is a beautiful thing that he wants to do with, I think, high school students. Just yeah. transfer them to another part of, not like across the ocean, to like another part of the country that you live in so you yeah. can see what it's like. I think that like traveling, it just changes how you think about stuff. You know, how you think about other people. It It totally like... Because you'll see, read something online and be like, oh, my God, this is the stupidest person in the world. And then you, like, visit the place where that person's from and you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. You're not you're not dumb, but that is an interesting corner of the earth. <laughs> uh, our email address is actually traveling solves everything. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I have I like uh, from yeah. our RVing days. It's actually a song title from the Violent Femmes. I cannot take full credit. I ripped it off from them. Um, I really love the Violent Femmes. And so. Free I, plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we cannot sample that audio on our show because it's copyright protected. But it's, uh, that's great. Yeah. No. Um. So where you, you're now, you're in Aravaca. It is which down is by where and what? So, okay. So it's like south of Tucson and then like west of green valley but if you don't turn west and you kept going south like tucson green valley then you would hit nogales and that's where you um 
can cross the border into Nogales, Mexico. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. So Nogales, Mexico is close enough that we can just go there like for lunch or like just go shopping for the afternoon, which we do on the regular actually you know we do oh, we do wow. it pretty That's frequently a really small town it's, re- it's very small yeah dude that it's, is amazing. It, we call it a village i heard there's a forever 21 down in nogales we gotta check it out okay <laughs> <laughs> i love it so very small community we are gonna go we're gonna pull up um the young 2020 website at some point and check for our prop because I remember you posted it, you did it, and then you showed what it would, you know, the impact for your community for the freedom dividend. Yeah. I forgot to do that on the fifteen dollar versus fifteen dollar minimum wage versus freedom dividend thing for Bisbee because I totally need to do that. And maybe we'll do that in real time. Jamie, are you available? Josh, <laughs> while you have Arab, do you still have Aravaca pulled up? I Want do. Pull up the population and let's do the math. All right. I love it. Math. Oh, it's great. This is, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Population of Aravaca, Arizona is currently at 700. Okay, so let's assume that all 700 of those people are adults that would opt in for the Freedom Dividend. So that's 700 people times $1,000 a month is $700,000 a month of new income in Aravaca times 12 months is $8,400,000 a year in Aravaca alone. Yeah. Pumping into your Pumping local, into, in the local economy, helping... Yes you know revitalize that shit because with the development of amazon and every, we all use so it like, like fuck amazon i'm i'm still going to use it right, but it right. is killing our towns like totally. for sure so like right now the the little mercantile grocery store is up for sale and uh the there was a little coffee shop that i guess was really popular i never got a chance to go there but the owner passed away so it's not open anymore and i don't know if it's going to go up for sale or what but it's it's no longer available and um like the place could i think they desperately need a like a feed and tax store cuz there's tons of horses out there there's tons of livestock we need hardware like fencing and um, uh, two by fours and things like it's you know things. Store. Yeah, like a yeah, hardware, like a hardware feed and tax store. We really, really need one of those. Like I want to open one of those. And then we also could really use like a garden center, like a greenhouse garden center for like starting your own garden and whatnots and. Um, get I into the heirloom seating like the and there is a community garden out there, so we could just like extend off of the community garden and see I want to see them do something like that out here in Bisbee. I think that'd be really cool um there Our I, farmers there's a market is pretty there's cool no um, to go to it, they have I a have little farmers market yeah i I've I've not heard great great things about the local farmers market. I've never been, so I won't I won't uh, proffer my opinion. But uh, 
Yeah, community organizing is not one of Bisbee's strong suits. Uh, and I'm sure anybody in Bisbee who's listening will agree, like, event coordination. Just coordination in general is not really a thing. Um, yeah, but we're working to fix that. You know, we're, we're some smart, young, liberal, gay millennials. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to fix this shit, I promise. <laughs> well, I just got invited. Uh, so one of the things we're doing in the in Aravaca is... Um, my friend Eli, who is the only Aravaca Yang Gang member uh, in Aravaca, who is like out and proud and mm. and all that with with the Yang Gang stuff. So everybody else stays pretty quiet with all my Facebook posts. You know, they don't really say a whole very lot. Uh, my one Republican friend, though, said that she likes Yang. She keeps pretty quiet, but she said she liked him. Because yeah. I like him better than any of those other ones. Yeah. So, um, you know, so anyway, uh, and then, but so he started this thing. It's called the peace potluck where we just get together with the community, uh, on Wednesday nights and it's a potluck and we just talk about stuff like the first time we talked about propaganda and how propaganda can influence us so much and how there's good propaganda and bad propaganda and how to how to spot it you know and stuff yeah. like that and then another time we talked about like active listening and and how to really listen to people when they talk to you and there's a couple young people like high, like school age kids that are there like with their parents and they get involved in the conversation and so it's pretty cool we're slowly they don't know Shh, don't tell them uh but we're gonna gradually kind of covertly turn it yang gang you know yeah. because it's not then e- I'm we don't even to have to try no that's the thing no. it's we're because not doing the andrew's doing all the work man it's happening on its own. That's why I describe it as a tidal wave. And that's why I was like, I was there at the beginning at the bottom of the ocean when the earthquake went off. And I was like, oh, shit, this is going to make a big wave. Right. Nobody know who this guy was. Literally nobody know yeah. who he was. Yeah. This is it way before. Rogan yeah, interview. it was. No, it was before Rogan. I for, learned, me, for me, it was after yeah, Rogan. I learned about him before Rogan. I wow. was already like, whoa, he got on Rogan. And Rogan made him explode. And watching that, I was like, oh, it's a wave now. It's about to crash. But. Yeah, man. But the oh, size of our town, it'd be pretty easy to start a time, the time banking there. Uh, oh, with just 700 great. people, we could easily do time banking and um, and make that work. Oh, so that's what I was going to say. So at the last Peace Potluck, which is happening tonight, um, and I'm not there because I'm here. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. But anyway, um, this is a good cause. And so... I get to do a presentation. I want to make it about time banking and how can we make that work? And then they're having their community board annual meeting where they talk about stuff. And they said that uh, there's a there's openings on the board if anybody wants to get on the board. And I said, what do I have to do to do that? And she goes, show up to the meeting and say that you want to <laughs> be on the board. And I'm like, really? And she goes, well, I'm the president of the board. So... <laughs> You should totally just do that. And I'm like, okay, I think it's in a couple days. I need to, I need to double check on that. So just like that, like I might be on the community center board and then I will have access to the, the big rec room and stuff. And then they've got a big old 
TV screen, and then we can start having like debate parties. We can yes. have an election night party. We can have um, inauguration party. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Assuming there's something to celebrate, there I'm will a, be. Uh, well, a uh, law of attraction, baby. Come on. <laughs> I know. There's I'm no other still, option. <laughs> I'm still like. No one. Nobody. Everybody Even the ones that right say, I don't need your welfare handout. I you earned my money. You know they're the totally <laughs> going to take it. Money. Of course they will. You don't will. want $1,000 a month. Yes. I always say, I'll bet you $1,000 that you take it. <laughs> <laughs> and they never respond. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. And then the other one is like, well, where does it come from? And I'm like, well, not income taxes, because that would be stupid, wouldn't it? You know where it's going to come from? Your data is one of the most valuable things on the face of the earth right now, which is why all these multinational corporations are fucking fighting over it. And there's all this scandalous bullshit, because you can use that, as we saw in 2016, to literally swing elections. That is how valuable your fucking data is. Do you get a piece of that? Mm, I haven't gotten one. <laughs> Andrew's saying, no, you deserve a slice of every little bit, every little Amazon sale, oh. every little Facebook ad, every little Google search, every little robot truck mile and all that. It's lots of little bits, little bits. For my recommendations, <laughs> I had to. Copyright I had to. Sorry, fuck. Uh, that's what the bells are for. <laughs> but yeah, you, it's little bits from all that, and and people are like, "Oh, the tech people will never go for that." I'm like, "Uh, you mean uh, you mean like uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, who have already been like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, bro, let's do that,' because it's a great idea. Freedom dividend is a fucking wonderful idea, and the tech bros, the ones, the the billionaires." That we're going to be taxing. <laughs> okay. We're not just like going to like storm into the castle and like kill the rich people and or drag them to the guillotine and steal their treasure. Yeah. We're talking about like utilizing an existing thing. The, the thing that's making our economy work, our and data, then, and, and even, then just giving a piece of it back. That's all it is. Yeah. And even without that piece, they will still have more money than they can spend in their lifetime. Oh, it's so ridiculous when you it look at the hyper wealthy. I I would I would love one day to be hyper wealthy. <laughs> so this is the cost but, of what UBI would be. I just did the math. Current US population if every single citizen got freedom dividend. $1000 a month. Yes. Across 12 months, that's the total cost for one year. You want me to read this? Yes. With my bad with Words and numbers nerd brain that yes. is good at other stuff, but not this. Three trillion nine hundred fifty-four billion two hundred fifty-one million seven hundred twenty-eight thousand. And what is Amazon's <laughs> net worth? Oh fuck! If I know. Okay, let's see. No, Bezos isn't on board yet, but Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook is on board, and fucking Elon Musk is on board. And then the Twitter guy. Uh, oh, uh, Jack, Jack Dorsey. Dorsey. Yeah, he's and then, on board. And then the Reddit guy who offered to back up uh, Andrew's the 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 giveaway. Or, yeah. Oh, right, because they tried to say that the Dem debate they, surprise. they were like, oh, it was, uh, it's oh, this is campaign finance whatever. violation. 
and and we're like literally what he's doing in that one move he's giving his campaign contributions back to the people right it's not a bribe he's he's fulfilling his promise he's saying this is what this will mean to you a and he took a tiny amount of what he earned over his fucking campaign and you like which would have been a 30 second ad on MSNBC right or Fox or whatever one ad spot he took that money and decided to change the lives of 10 families in this fucking country yeah because you know what he's real you guys he's a real human he's not playing this bullshit game which is why we've been talking about him so goddamn much because we're nerds and we're paying attention to this shit (laughs) constantly right fuck so I want to get your thoughts as well. Like, what what brought yeah. you? Yeah, don't put her on the spot like that, bro. Oh, it's okay. I mean, like, I'm I've been kind of quiet I'm, too. I'm fucking with you. This Michael is a, is shy. this is a very it's all good. like. What was your first impression when when you heard about him? What was your first impression? Well, I'm just here to support my mom. Um, my first impression on Andrew Yang was. I don't know, like, who is this guy? Like, how could he say all these things and and then nobody knows who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then, like, I start watching videos and everybody's asking him questions and he already knows the answer to these questions, you know? And he's just so laid back and chill and I just love it. And I love how he doesn't wear a tie Mm-hmm. Um, because it makes him feel like he's kind of more one of us, right? Yeah. Like he's not it's, above he, us. It, he is one of us. He's he a is. regular yeah. guy running for running for president. And hopefully, I would have heard back um, from whoever I end up reaching out to um, to try and use that clip at the beginning of the, uh, the episode, which I'm hoping we'll be able to use. If we don't get permission to use that, I will put it in the show notes. Um, it's it's you know. He's a, he's a regular normal dude who's running for president because he looked at the math, he looked at the data, and he saw where this country was headed. He saw the world that he was going to leave to his children, and he's like, I'm not willing to accept that. Apparently, I got to do something about it. The best way to do that is to run for president. This is a real guy. He's not like, and people describe him as, like, oh, tech entrepreneur. I'm like, no. How about real human Andrew Yang? Humanitarian. I yeah. call him a humanitarian all the time. A humanitarian entrepreneur. Yeah. No, he's very much like, uh, what? Philanthropist. There you no, go. It's, yes. See, there you go. So it's like refreshing. when people get something and they the first thing they do is give it back. That's philanthropy, I think. Yeah, yeah. We should just start describing him like that. I agree. It's refreshing for me to see somebody who, you know, has made a lot of money over their lifetime and, you know, has done not has a been lot. well off before. Not, not often. No, not a lot. Andrew Yang? But, I mean, he's he's been he's been pretty well taken care of most of his life. No, no, his net worth didn't get anywhere near. Uh, it, it was less than a million dollars until he started running for president. And it's only because of, you know, the other stuff's involved. I'm saying, I'm talking no, he's, about before. Like, no, I mean, he yeah, was, he no, was like in like, his upbringing. No, he went to the private schools and the good colleges and stuff. So, yeah, they were not. His parents they were, were poor. He, no, no, they were not like, millionaires. No, 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 like no. He was well off, but I'm not talking like, you know, they were living in a mansion but it was like it was one of those like 
they he were comfortable is what my mom would say growing up yeah yeah both of his parents like, are taiwanese taiwanese immigrants they came here they met here in university they got university degrees that led them to very high paying professions they earned that shit of course you know course. but the, i don't i don't i don't know about the yang family but as far as i know like the like Yang's net worth, like when he was when he was running, and I was looking that shit up. It was like it was not even a million. Like he's a regular dude. He understands this shit, and he's traveled around. Like we were talking about, like traveling the country changes your perspective. On, yeah, uh, I think on he should everything. go to every single state like soon. I know he has to do the early states right yeah. now. You got to play the bullshit game. You got to go know. to Iowa. You got to go to the New steak fry. And yes, I know. Super Tuesday but then, or like whatever. One thing, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> one thing I noticed when, when Beto was running against Ted Cruz in Texas, mm. Beto made a point of going to every county in Texas. And I thought that was impressive. And I think that, you know shit do that why not do that go see everybody that's your job right? i know people go have gotten see so everybody. disconnected and so dis- they need to go to at least like the capital of elected each state. officials but the people are so Absolutely. detached too because they don't think of these people they're like oh they're the oppressors i'm like no y- you you the individual they work for you you tell them what to do this is us. This is our job. It's this shirking of responsibility to like, oh, it's all these people at the top. It's all their fault. No, it's our fucking fault. <laughs> Collectively, like we made it this bad by not caring. Right. And not caring was the easy thing to do when shit was so fucked up and so crazy. Not caring up. was just the only rational way to prevent yourself from having a fucking aneurysm from the news every day. But at the same time, that's why it's our fault. It's our fault, guys. And again, like Andrew says, like Trump is a symptom. Okay, he's not. It wasn't. This didn't just appear miraculously. Like, no, this is the symptom of the larger problem, and we need to we need to dig to the roots on that shit. Because uh, you know, you just you just look fucking what's, what you call it? What's a fucking awful ass bush in my backyard that poisons dogs? Oleander. Oleander. It's like one of those. Oleander. You could chop that shit. If you just focus on the top bit, <laughs> that shit's just going to grow back and be just as poisonous. You got to rip that shit up by the roots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Where are my notes? Okay. So, journey into the Yang Gang. How did you find out about Andrew Yang? What was your first experience? My Exposure friend, to him. Jamie. So I used to I used to own a hair salon uh, in Montana. And I had a, most of my clients became my friends, you know, and I'm still connected to a lot of my clients. And so my friend Jamie is my client, now friend. And he's like, he sent, I'm pretty sure it was Joe Rogan, but he sent mm. me a video and he's like, dude, have you seen this guy? And I'm like, nope. So I watched it and then followed by The Breakfast Club. And I think by the end of Breakfast Club, I was like, yeah, I, who, I love this guy. Who is this guy? And then I think I just went straight, like, you know, those stages of Yang. I was trying to tell Ellie mm-hmm. about it on our way down. I don't remember them exactly, but, like, I skipped, like, three stages 
and just went straight into it. I'm like, oh, yes, he's the one. Like right away, it didn't even. I don't know, you know, like Mikey said, like I felt like he just like spoke to me basically like you are hearing what what we need. Like, holy shit. He's one of us. I know. My mind was just blown. He is one of us. I love that he drops like some F-bombs now and again and and that he's just normal. He's human. Yeah, yeah. Like trying to like, I I just, I don't understand like why it's been like equated with morality for so long. Yeah. But it proves that he's human and he's not saying out, you know, oh, I can grab him by the whatever. I can do whatever I want. He's not being disgusting about it. He's not being uncouth. He's an yeah. intelligent man, and it's, he's a fucking nerd. It's normal. It's normal he's a for nerd. people to cuss, but like he's not being vulgar. He's not angering people. Oh, he's exactly. Bringing people right. together, and it's like. Oh, exactly. It's and amazing. This, this is it's another amazing. thing that drives me crazy. Cycling back, flashback brr, brr, to fucking Twitter because there, there, there's so much fake outrage at him right now. <laughs> but this is like the silliest one. Where um the SNL guy Gillis yes. whatever he was coming up and Andrew was very you know he acted with grace as whoever said about him grace and forgiveness and understanding he showed very wonderful human qualities and there were literal literally people on Twitter saying oh you're just dog whistling to Nazis because you want to steal oh. Trump supporters and I'm like are you fucking kidding me and then you go and look at these people. And they're the same kinds of people who say, like, dressing up in drag is just as bad as doing blackface because you don't understand gender identity. And I'm like, okay, you are just clearly a crazy person. You are not a liberal. You are like a... You're something else involving tinfoil. These are not liberal values. What are you even talking about? (laughs) Yeah, that's a total fucking tangent i'm sorry definite <laughs> tangent i am sorry but no but it's that it's that dishonest you know bad faith attack on on the things just like first it's like oh that's too good to be true like and then like you say the- it's not and then it becomes about something else oh he's because he refused to tell say this guy should get fired for telling an, a, a poorly phrased asian joke I, I haven't listened to the original content it sounds bad but the fact that andrew was acting with grace and, and forgiveness about it and humility and whatever and then they attacked him saying he was dog whistling to nazis i'm like that's that kids is why you should delete your fucking twitter account unless you only follow us at mindwave podcast at mindwave jenner at mindwave josh and at mindwave paul <laughs> Jesus, I gotta drop one of those every once in a while. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> See what I mean? This is uh yeah, it's chill time. <laughs> we're hanging out. So um yes, I wanna get back to the core. Cause of, of all of his ideas, of all his policies. If his vision of the future comes true, like what would that translate into for your life? Like how would that directly impact your life, your every day to day and in your community, you know, in, in general? Like what would it really beyond the freedom dividend? Because you mentioned time banking, which we did not explain for new listeners, but this is a brilliant concept. And if you go to yang2020.com, go to his policy page. Look up his shit on time banking. It's a brilliant idea. 
but yet yeah, it's, it's of I'm talking whole picture here beyond the freedom dividend because the freedom dividend is fucking awesome. But I'm talking big picture, future utopia. Yang is president. What does that mean for your life? If okay. he gets everything accomplished. So like in so how time banking would be great in my tiny community is that like so time banking is so I was a hairstylist for like 30 years mm. and and then let's say like uh, Josh is a baker and you're a mechanic. OK, so like I need Josh I to like bake. It. Yeah, Josh, I need Josh to bake me a cake uh, for my gay wedding (laughs) and he's going to make it. And uh, and then I would give him like a a haircut or however long it took for him to bake the cake. Then I would give him a haircut. And then if you fixed my car for like two hours, then I might not that you actually need a haircut. But, uh, <laughs> it's but, a recurring you know, thing on the yes, show. It's in the rhetorical, I have no hair. Yes. In this fantasy world, uh, <laughs> so then I would give you probably like fixing my car would take longer. So I would probably trade you like two haircuts right. for however long you took. You know, you trade like hour for hour. I do this thing for you for an hour, and you do this thing for me for an hour. Right. And that's like, how I understand. He doesn't have hair and the thing that you're offering. <coughs> well, there's somebody out there. I always yeah. got shit I need done. I mean, like, will you come to my house and do the dishes for an yeah, hour? Because I <laughs> like, will you just I come do, do my dishes? Just cut hair, right? Like, I will. I, can... I will trade you. <laughs> I will trade you an hour. I will do some shit for you. I'll come fix your fence or go to the hardware store and fix your sink. Will you just come do my dishes? Because that shit's annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joshua, uh, true to that. Joshua, yes, you are not loose enough, sir. I think you need some. I think you need some alcohol. I'm not drinking. Ugh, lame. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, the rest of us are having a good time. <laughs> I'm having a great time. This is great. I'm just. I'm enjoying the conversation. You guys are kind of carrying it, but it's a, it's an enjoyable talk. Um. So that's, I guess, the bringing the community together thing yeah. would be helpful. I think that it's, all roads lead back to the freedom dividend um it, all of it, those policies like pretty far yeah it's so like i feel like that's like the the hub and then yeah. everything else is gonna branch off of that and and come all full circle it's really like a big old uh it's like the center a, of the like spider web. wheel yeah i was gonna say spider web but uh-huh. yeah that works too yeah uh. so it is it, it is kind of core and central it's 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 the thing at the top that solves the top level problem for most people, which is just being paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. But he has plans to solve that shit all the way down. All the way down. Like everything. To the base layer so, problems. More like that, all the way up because his trickle up. Like yes. He's, not, well, he's, atta- he's attacking this problem in you a gotta, completely different way than anybody has You have to strengthen the like, foundation if, if anything is going to trickle up. From it, and you right. know, I've this is the, no, that's the floor. The, He's that's, always talking yeah, about the it's floor. It's about building the, the floor. I've described yeah. it before as a pyramid. The current system, as it stands, is stacking as much resources and infrastructure into the very, very top of the pyramid, while chipping away at the base at the same time. But people fail to realize that the top of the pyramid can't stand stand tall if there's not a good, strong working class beneath it to hold it up. Absolutely. And 
When the economy collapses, the people that are going to suffer the worst are the people that lose billions. Much of us don't have much to lose anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not going to fall that far. <laughs> this this is another thing that's so inspiring for me about Yang is that people who are at the bottom, at the lowest of the low, who are ready to give up, they've found this message and it's literally given them a reason to live. There was there Several. was something um some somebody posted uh, something the other day about you know how Andrew Yang's campaign is uh, lifting people out of depression, and it happened to come from a crazy conspiracy theorist who included a bunch of weird like nine eleven reptilian tinfoil hat chemtrail stuff. So I didn't. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's interesting that you're pointing that out, but like I noticed that too. But like he gave people hope in a real fucking way when everybody's just like, fuck this shit. The system is fucked. Everybody's screwed. Bring the asteroid. And then here comes this guy who gives people hope for the first time in fucking however long. Because right. we, we had all these expectations. Oh, Trump would never win. That jackass could never win. And then, oh, he'll never stay in office. Oh, they're going to take him out in handcuffs any day. And then three years go by. And this is like, no, we, we've totally lost faith in in uh, everything. That's a message from Fred. I apologize for the, for the listeners there. Uh, you were the one that but, told yeah. us to turn our phones off. What the I hell, turned man? it back on because I had David come up here right right to take uh selfies so that we can be cute for the internet because they they love that shit they eat it up and we love you listeners so if you're (laughs) if you're about that we're about it uh yeah i don't have the numbers here for like the influx of multiple millions of dollars that would be coming into the community here in bisbee I know it would be a lot, and I know that it would radically transform the local community, and Absolutely. like in a crazy way. Let alone time banking and everything else that comes on top of it, because there's some great and democracy dollars and shit. Yes. Just getting people to care was the hardest thing. Getting people to care was the hardest thing. That's the one accomplishment <laughs> that I can credit Trump with. He got people to give a shit. And you know what? Yeah. If, if if we are qualifying make America make America great again, if we're saying America is thinking again, he he that's the one promise he kept. We don't we don't have a wall. <laughs> we don't have any of that shit. But that is the promise that he kept. He did make America great again because now everybody's paying attention. People like you and me who didn't give a shit about politics who wanted to stay out of it cuz it was a fucking dumpster fire and it was a mess. We care. For the first time, we care about each other. We're reaching across boundaries and barriers and aisles and trying to, you know, coming together for a fucking brighter future. And that's, it's intense. It's so inspiring. I can't even describe it. (laughs) (laughs) It is actually so inspiring. Like I, uh, so I admin for several uh, Yang pages and groups. So I go I give like 15 16 hours a day just about Damn. every day every day you guys like I check so I check the Twitter followers and I'm tracking them and I just started a brand new notebook a bigger one because here's what I'm going to start doing so I track the Twitter I started tracking the Twitter followers just for fun Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got my little notepad and I check it in the morning and, uh, so, and then I check it at night at midnight. So I, 
stay up till midnight just so I can write that number down and then I carry it over to the next day and then I go to sleep. <laughs> so I do that and then that was just fun. And then I started marking like what happened on that day. Like on the Dem Debate 3 day, he got 22,000 new followers on Twitter. And then the next day he got like 10,000 new followers on Twitter. So like, dang, you know, but then yeah. like yesterday he only got 2000. So, and then that's part of the Yang gang report. What we do is, is we're tracking like right. event events, trends, and I forget what else. The polls, just yeah, breaking just down the numbers, events, just getting and, nerdy on it. Yeah. I love like, it. well, like news events and trends yeah. basically like this is the what latest. happened. Yeah, so we're going to do weekly updates, and then we're we're starting to do interviews with other Yang Gang members and um, and stuff like that. So, And then I'm also an admin for the public fan base. Nice. And, and then uh, we've got like a fan base growth initiative. That's just like a little private admin group um, that's like a subset, and then... Like I help, I'm, I'm not as active as I would like to be, but I help with the Yang 2021. Um, that's the one where they they get a little spicier over there. <laughs> uh, but I help out. I'm like the older, I'm just like the old, they're all like younger, like tech young kids. And uh, sometimes I say, you know, people probably wouldn't like it if you call Kamala Harris an uppity bitch. <laughs> Huh. And they're like, why? What's wrong with that? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so then I had to explain how <laughs> uppity is racist, like an uppity Negro is uh, someone who doesn't know their place. Like, have you seen the All movie right. Django? And they're like, yeah, um, yeah. And I said, Jamie Foxx would be called an uppity Negro, you know. And and so it is a huge insult for you to call her uppity. And they're like, oh, no, like that's out of context. That was a long time ago. And I said, I can I can name a handful of black women right now that would kick your ass if you called them an uppity bitch. <laughs> I am telling you, you need to take that post down. So yeah. they listen no, to me, good. you know, like and these are all younger people. So they didn't even know like the history yeah. of it. And so context. I had to I had to make a pop culture reference like a Tarantino film. <laughs> But they all knew what I was talking about, right? So as soon as yeah, I right. said Django, they're like, "Oh, okay." And I get that. I get that a lot. Um, just as as a gay person, all of the younger generations, they're like, "We're queer. We're the queer is the queriest queer." And I'm like, um, "Well, I, I'm not that old, but I, I have been like quasi hate crimed, so that word is very." not triggering i'm not going to use the word triggering but it means something very different than this the younger quote wokeness mm -hmm. kids are using it so yeah i feel like context is super super critical there would you like another beer darling sure why not uh knob goblin yes i love right. this he's my personal assistant it's okay she worked hard for the money No, no, Paul's Jamie because he actually looks shit up. <laughs> I love you, Paul. Paul is so awesome, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot wait to get him back home. Where the fuck are we? Man. I'm going to have to stop. I have to take a potty break. 
<laughs> we can take a short break if you guys want and come back to this. In a few Why minutes. don't we? Yeah, we Let's are. Do that. We're a good chunk of an hour in. We will take a quick break, uh, which will not consist of ads because we don't fucking do that. But we will be right back. And then uh, maybe it'll transition to after show hour. We'll see. We have more to cover. So stay tuned, kids. I know this is going long. And you know what? If Joe Rogan to, could do a fucking three-hour podcast and people eat that shit up, we're not doing time constraints. So. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> yeah, if you got to pause and come back later, this would be the place to do it. If anybody has song rights to George Michael, let us know. <laughs> uh, we love you guys. We'll be right back. That was a free plug that's not recorded for uh, Jimmy's hot dogs. <laughs> uh, no, they're awesome. So, we are back. We're back. <laughs> so, man, where are we going to go? Ellie, I think we were going to go to you next. I think we were going to put you on the spot. For real though, like what 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 would it mean for you to have an extra thousand dollars coming your way every single month, knowing that you had these opportunities to like build with the community with things like time banking and ways to engage? Like, let's focus on the freedom dividend part. That's the easiest, I think. Well, honestly, what would I you would do? just uh, I would look into moving into the city because right now I live in a small town in Green Valley where um, it's a retirement community and everything is like uh, 50 plus. 55 mm. plus. Oh, 55 plus. Yeah. And, you know, I don't really don't want to rent anything. I really want to get my own house so then I don't yeah. have to go through all these hoops and obstacles. Yeah, like, like I feel that. I'm tired of paying somebody else's like mortgage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Independence. And uh, Ellie, just for everybody that doesn't know, so Ellie is my daughter, and she is 19, and she has a boyfriend, and they have a two-year-old daughter uh, together, and they live at her boyfriend's parents' house right now. So tell them about like how like how you try to apply for food stamps and stuff, and how uh. how you don't get approved because. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to apply for food stamps, and I didn't get approved because they said, "Well, I didn't get approved." I said that my food was separately from the other people in the house, and they said that that still didn't count because right. so it's you got household. disqualified. Yeah, by household because his parents make too much money mm -hmm. for you to qualify. Yeah. Right. So, like, you don't get any help. And then you had WIC for a little while, right? Why did you stop using WIC? Because, really, the only thing that they gave us on WIC was cereal, milk, and eggs. And, really, I can afford milk and eggs. 
and like just really select like only certain kinds yeah. of peanut butter yeah. and certain kinds of just eggs ridiculous hoops to jump through yeah no yeah reason. like people you should be able to trust people to know how to feed their own children like you don't have to right exactly. like, the means testing thing is so fucked up is so fucked up because you're like getting bigger and bigger each time i i'm <laughs> and they calculate everything. i poured her like, a scotch applying. and a ghetto little ramekin and it, it's it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, the they means testing thing is so fucked up because the better off you do, they're like, oh, well, you're good now. You don't need it. And I'm like, well, they they punish you for succeeding. Which isn't true. Because it's a fucked up thing. Who says that we're making a lot more? It could be just a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my, and then it's the so scale. I am on disability, so I am a stage four terminal cancer survivor, and I get Social Security disability, and my husband is my full-time unpaid caregiver, and um, so he doesn't make any money. He has no income, and we both live off of my SSDI, which is just a little over $1,000 a month. And then, uh, so we bought a five-acre ranch. Um, okay, let me tell you this. So after my cancer, uh, we ended up filing a medical malpractice lawsuit against the medical clinic that I was going to because for four years I was showing symptoms of cancer and they refused, even when I outright asked them to, test me for cancer they refused to test me for cancer and I had blood in my urine for four years and come to find out I had uh, bladder cancer and when I received my diagnosis it was stage four terminal so if they didn't remove my bladder in its entirety I would have died and then on top of all that it was a very rare and aggressive cancer, and I only had a 1% to 5% chance of survival, um, depending on which medical journal you read. Jesus. So, like, they were just like, well, if you don't do the surgery, then you're probably going to die. You know, you need to start making arrangements. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I guess we'll be doing the surgery. And then I'm like really tenacious and and I believe in the law of attraction. And when they told me the statistics and stuff, I I told my oncologist that, well, that's unacceptable. Um, I'm not going to die. And he goes, OK. Uh, and I said, do you think I'm going to die? And he goes, no, I'm here to try to do everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen. I said, OK. Well, then if we both believe that I'm not going to die, then I'm not going to die. And so I just went through that, like the whole thing that way, right? So then then we did the malpractice lawsuit, and there were eight doctors named in that lawsuit from that clinic. Eight doctors over four years failed to diagnose my cancer. And so we ended up getting a, a very healthy settlement, and with that settlement, we saved two family members' homes from foreclosure. Um, we uh, bought my daughter a 
a car, at least paid half for it, you know, and helped get her out of some debt that she had. We paid off some of her debts and stuff. And then we paid off, helped my son pay off some medical debts. And uh, then we bought everything that we would ever need to never pay rent to another slumlord like we had before ever right. again. So we bought a five-acre ranch in uh, southern Arizona here. And then, um, uh, and we paid cash for it. We, so we don't have a mortgage. All we have is our property taxes and, and just our monthly living expenses. And then, um, we bought a nice car that isn't going to break down anytime. So we bought all the vehicles Mm -hmm. we needed. We bought RVs to live in like nice RVs to like live in. And we traveled around for a little while and we actually had fun because for the first time in our entire lives, we had like the freedom to go places and do things and like buy things that we never would have bought before like my husband bought himself a guitar at a pawn shop you know it it wasn't like an expensive guitar it's just like a nice fender acoustic but he's been wanting one for years and years and years and finally he's just like man I'm buying this guitar and I'm like man we should just take that trip to or to the Oregon coast we've been talking about it forever so we did those things like we went and lived life and then yeah. we set ourselves up for a future that is our own, you know, so we took control of that. We did spend all of our money, though. It's gone. All the money's gone. And that's OK, because I still have my Social Security. And then we uh, have my mom living on the property. She is 71, I think, or two. And we bought an RV for her to live in. And then we also have an adopted brother. And we bought a a used, they're all used RVs. They were all like $10,000 or less, you know, except Mm. ours. Ours was, we got a rock star one, man. We weren't (laughs) messing around. Because we lived, we lived in a 1973 20-foot holiday rambler in the desert down by Elephant Head (sighs) with no sewer, no water, no amenities. It was literally, we were just like parked in the desert for like nine months. And uh, so it was me and my husband and our brother whose wife just like up and left him and abandoned him in the desert with us, you know. She just like up and bailed on him one day. And and so we just kept him. We said, well, you want to just be in our family now? And he's like, okay. And so we kept him and we all sat, we stood up there and we struggled and, and uh, the family helped out and everything. But and so we finally set ourselves up. And and so now with the with the freedom div- dividend, we would have four adults. We would be four thousand dollars ahead of the game each month. And on our ranch, it was it was left empty for years before we bought it. We got it for a really great price because the house itself is it needs a complete and total renovation it just was neglected the roof leaks there's black mold we can't sleep in there it needs a whole new roof it needs new ceilings uh new drywalls new doors new windows like it needs everything the bones itself is good but like everything else needs to be completely redone 
So they didn't even That's like our house. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even count the house in the sale. So we basically just bought the land and the house was like a a freebie. And then the the previous owners abandoned an old like 1970s Mercedes and my husband and our brother got the Mercedes going. Like that they got it started. So we've we've got like a bonus Mercedes. Nice. <laughs> this is this is what humanity first is and I think this is how we're going to be a little bit different because it's it's about connecting connecting a human story to it because people who are well off I know plenty of them they don't understand what that's like they really don't get it a thousand dollars to them is like pocket change they right. don't they don't understand the the very real like what what a difference ten dollars can make to your day when you live like we do and at, that's the the biggest thing that I'm trying to do here is like maybe try to get people to wake up to the fact that like middle class is no longer middle class there's there's nothing here anymore you know it's all oof man yeah oh gosh I don't even know I don't even know how how we begin to tackle, you know, any of this shit. The very best just... way to start is with the freedom dividend. I'm telling you, like, that's that's it. That's the key to everything. Because then we'll be able to repair our cars. Like, my husband's truck has been broken down for months, and he wants to start his own karaoke business, but um, he can't because his truck is broken down. So he can't haul right. the trailer to carry the the equipment right so he he's dead in the water because he can't transport his equipment to do it and then i've got a a vehicle that i've only i've got the i've always all my life i have wanted a little volkswagen um bug with either a sunroof or a convertible and we ended up in our rvs in our travels we ended up parking right across the the way from a couple that was selling a little purple bug and it was very affordable. And so we finally like, I got this dream and all that. I got my dream car and I drove it three times and then the key broke and I haven't driven it in over a year and it's just been sitting there under the dang tree. And it's the most depressing thing ever to look out at. It's right outside my bedroom window. Like I look at it, I look at it longingly, like look at my little dream, just sitting there, just broken. You know, it's just like broken dreams outside my bedroom window. <laughs> you know? Um, so, but all it would take to fix that car is $150. And we never have it. And then also we have to fix my husband's truck to haul the car to Tucson to get it fixed, which is like a 20-minute task. Pay the guy 150 bucks, and then drive it all the way like like 60-plus miles back to our house. Right. So ballpark, what are we looking at? Total, what are we looking at? Uh, like... Four or five hundred dollars tops, 
because I see that it's been sitting so long that one of the tires is dead now. Yeah. So we're going to need better tires. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what we're doing right now because you're a beautiful human and we love you. We're going to start a, a fund. We're, we're going to reroute our existing uh, Patreon people. Let's let's reroute that. Let's build a fund here for Annette to get her beautiful purple book to be able to drive around the planet as she wishes. We're, we are we we are saying no. Fuck giving us money to help us make the show. Let's let's help her. So uh, I, I agree. I will maybe do a, a separate GoFundMe or something. But let's let's make that happen because oh, you guys uh, are gonna make me cry. Stop it. <laughs> We're we're in a position to do it, man, which trips Humanity me out first, because bro. because I never thought I'd be in a position to do it, but now I have a platform to do it. So, yeah, we our goal five hundred is is a good comfy range. Yeah, yes, we are starting a fund, the Help Annette Drive Her Pretty Purple Bug Fund, <laughs> uh, for five hundred. Uh, maybe I'll I'll touch base with Paul tomorrow or something, and we'll get a GoFundMe going or something. For no, sure. we're gonna help that, and and the Yang Gang will make that happen. I I promise. This is the thing that's so fucking beautiful about the Yang Gang, man. Because when Andrew came out with his like, I'm gonna give, you know, freedom dividends out to ten families. Everyone's like, oh, it's so corrupt, finance, corporate, blah blah blah, bribery, blah blah blah. But people came out of the woodwork, and were like, even if you can't. Mm, excuses. <laughs> I do that too much on the show. Even if you can't, we'll do it. We'll give. And and you have you have people out here, YouTubers and Twitter people and everybody raising funds just so that they can give it out to somebody as a freedom dividend. This is so fucking beautiful. It I really fucking, is. I love all I that fucking stuff. love this so much. So yeah. if I can be a if I can help if I can be a part of that we we are going to make the purple bug fund <laughs> some way we're going to make it happen we're going to put it on our website we're going to help you we're going to help you the best that we can and it would help my husband start his business yeah. too so then he yes. could start earning his own money because this is a hard working man this man works hard you know like he was a truck driver a long haul truck driver before and I don't know if you know much about truck driving, but I went out on the road with him for a month, a full month. And these are some of the hardest working people on the planet. I am telling yeah. you, I have mad respect for truck drivers. I could never do it. I could never do it. Never. All I did was ride along. Yeah. All I did was ride yeah. along and just like hang out and read a book and stare out the window. And I, it was like, oh, man. So, like, this man is not yeah. lazy. That's what everybody says. I'm not going to give my money to the lazy people. Everybody should earn their money. These people need to shut the fuck up because Thank this man you. works hard. He takes care of me. He carries things for me. Like, I, I have neuropathy in my hands and feet. So, like, walking becomes really hard for me. And, like, opening bottles and jars, I can't do certain things, you know? So... It's uh like he's a hardworking man, and I dare anybody to say that man's lazy. And and then like 
we we don't qualify for food stamps because I make twelve dollars over the threshold. Right. You see, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. We're, like, we're in the same position of like, oh, we won't qualify for anything because c- combined I can't income get for shit. two people, we that's make too much. Sure. Right. But and we just have my like one, one income just over full time. And then like, you know, it's they haven't adjusted the income numbers. And that's the problem is that they've been raising the minimum wage. The problem is that they don't have an Asian man who likes math in charge. That's the problem. (laughs) That is right. Nobody's thinking about, can we cheers to that? I, I love you, Imaginary. Annette. You're awesome. I love you too, Jenner. Thank you. Are you not drinking? Josh isn't no. drinking. He can drinking. air. He air cheers. Whatever. I'm. I am so happy about this, you guys. I am so stoked that you came down because your voicemails, which our listeners will know, are some of the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited that you actually came down here. Uh, Me too. To do like, this I'm in stuck, person. Well, I'm like, stuck in my office, yanging online. Like we do, we do like video chats and stuff, which is great, and I love it. And I love all my shout out to the uh, Yang Gang Report and Tom and David and Mikey and Lynn and Emilio and all <laughs> all those cool cats over there at the Yang Gang Report. We love you. Um, and then all my all my homies over there at the public fan base. So like I keep super duper busy doing Yangin. So I love the fact that we got to come to this beautiful town and meet. I, this is my first like Yang Gang in real life. Like I, I get, know I get to like touch you and <laughs> hug you and and drink beer with you and and I it's just it. glorious. Like. Oh. It makes it real. It is it's real. It's a trip. It's the real deal. It it trips me out. I'm so glad you're here. Me too. <laughs> like me too. for for real, real, not for. Play, I've been play. really excited to do our first person, like first in person interview, and like, yeah. When he told me that you guys were gonna come out, I was like, that's oh. perfect, perfect. Yeah. At first, I was like, no, 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 don't, sit, don't spend money to come down here. We're not a real show. Well, and then we're just pretending and we're no, getting away with like, it. Like I really wanted but to. But she believes in she believes in it and that it, that's what's so inspiring for me is the fact that you were willing to take the trip. I really needed the you trip. Know. Like I get stressed Ugh. out and I'm just in my in my computer screen all the dang day and my phone and whatever. I'm sick of looking at the screen. I want to look at some people. Yeah. You know? So this is better. This is the human, the real human interaction is what it's all about. So, and then I'm glad my, my daughter is getting involved and she's excited and she's got a couple of her young friends that are in the Yang and in Yang gang now. And, you know, yeah, I'd be talking about it on Snapchat and my friend Mia is like, yeah, I was talking to the kids at school about Andrew Yang and, they're like, who is that? And they don't even know who, any of the candidates. And she's all, oh, my goodness, we're all lost and we're hopeless, she said. And I'm all, that's why you have to get the word out there. And I have yeah. other people that are like, yang, yang. And 
we got the real deal now. And we so what I think we time. need to do is yeah. bring this side of Arizona together. We need to plan some events together and stuff. And she can get some of her young friends. And then I can try to get some people, just a, even a handful of people from Aravaca, whatever. We got to do something like in real yeah. life and get offline and go out into real life. I remember uh, one two of the hours last, drive yeah. is not a big deal. It's it's not that bad. I remember one of the last times that we talked about this, where we're like, Arizona Yang Gang needs to be a thing, and it became a thing. Like, right. S- since we've talked about that, it's already a thing. So well, and then I just uh, we're gonna work with the them. the what's his name Brendan. I forget his last name. It might be Carpenter. Um, I'm nearly positive it's Brendan Carpenter, and he's the regional organizer yang gang origin organizer for arizona Um, okay so we have like somebody on the yes and i sent him links for you two um uh to to friend the two of you so i might have his rank name wrong and if i do i apologize but um i sent him because i was like oh you need to hook up with these guys then yeah and so i did that already We'll, we'll and get so them we're on. working on we'll it. We're it. working on it. You know, like it's we just need to all get together, like physically yes. together or all in the same place. Yes. And and bring the young ones in that are fresh and new to it. So we need to like find like some event, some event in Tucson, some yeah. event happening here. Something central. Yeah. We could plan like a Phoenix Grand is too Canyon far Day for all or of something us, where we're like. Yeah, that is too far. Yeah, it's I was way too like, far. We need something for uh, this region down here. Yeah. Something going on. I think the Phoenix yeah, gang Canyon is doing Lake. well, but. Whose phone is that? Is that your phone, Joshua? Clippity, clippity. Is it mine? <laughs> it's great. Whatever. It's fine. Leave it in. Interference signals are. That's why people love this show. Probably a ghost. I'm not gonna (laughs) lie, it's a ghost. We are in a very old building. What is going on downstairs? Oh, this is crazy. I love it. No, but I. I mean, yeah, for real. The like reality on the ground. Those are the stories that we need to tell, and that's why I'm like, no, this is why we need humanity first. As like a ongoing series, yes, within it because from our first one we were just like we're stoked about Andrew Yang. We're trying to make this podcast. We don't want to be too political. We are not going to talk about Trump, which we did end up talking about Trump quite a bit. Well, well it's we kind of had, inevitable. but it's we it's it inevitable. Joshua, did you listen? <laughs> Have you listened to the last one that I did with Paul? I think so. About the Taliban slumber party? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Impossible not to talk about. And I love how that's not the reason that he's getting impeached. Like out of all the This is it this is a total Al Capone situation because I I mentioned this earlier. And if you follow us on Twitter, you will have known that. Uh, but, but yeah, like Al Capone was taken down for tax evasion. Okay. The, the thing that makes this different, this time different 
the Russia shit was very hard to prove because they had to prove intent. They had to say, this is the, this is the, he directed it. He demanded it thing. No, the, the, the thing about this Ukraine shit, it's different because it's clear, clear intent, legally solid, constitutional law, solid there. That's what makes that shit different. And that's what's going to make that interesting. And we are probably going to end up talking about on the show because it's impossible not to. It really is impossible not to. You better ding that bell. But thank Joshua got to yeah. it first. It, I finally it, got to ding it, the damn bell. Uh, <laughs> double ding. Double ding. Beautiful. So. Yeah, no, that, that that's a whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love this show so much. Okay. <laughs> so we we did the zip code calculator. We didn't do that for Bisbee. Bisbee people, I'm sorry. We will do that. We'll do it on some at at some point. I can do it right now. Uh well you go ahead and do that. The next thing I had on my list here of notes. notes. I have a noise for that. Uh, aside from the freedom dividend, what what are your favorite policies? Like, what is he trying to do that you're just like, yes, do that? That I mean, besides the freedom dividend, because that's obviously amazing. But like, um, what else? Uh, two of my favorite the favorites that don't get talked about very much is free financial counseling for all and free marriage counseling for all. Because Thank I know you. that the number one reason that my husband and I fight is over money. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's just stupid. It's so stupid every time. And it, you know, it's, but it's true. And so we need that. And we, we need to get out of that mindset of scarcity too, which again, there's that path back to the, to the FD, but, um, but then once we have that money, then we need to like learn how to spend it properly and how to make investments and things like that. Like we don't really don't really know how to do that kind of stuff. Like this is our first time owning property and we yeah. have a five acre ranch, you know? Holy shit. Like all this is brand spanking new. We've been paying rent our entire lives. Are we? Are we recording? Fuck. Oh, yes. Okay, we are. So. <laughs> Andrew, on guns. Where'd we? Oh, okay, on guns. So I was saying that um, that I like all of his policies. I can't think of any that I don't like, although I do wish that he would not have changed his gun policy because I liked the, the tiered system. Uh, because someone like me, like my husband bought me a gun, but I've only held it in my hands like twice. I've never fired the gun. I've never loaded the gun. I don't know any, it's in a little lock box and, Mm. and like the gun is in my possession, but I don't do anything with it. Right. So I have no business having access to some gargantuan military style dang gun. For crying out loud, you know, like do not give people like me access to stupid shit like that because somebody might not be as 
thoughtful or mindful about it as me and be like, well, I can get my guns because I can, you know, whatever. I hate all that shit. So the point that I've made on on the show is that we don't sell rocket launchers at Mm 7-Eleven. That's really the level of responsible. Excuse me. The level of responsible gun legislation that we're talking about. All we want is that, like, weapons of war that were designed for that should be harder to get. Impossible to get? No. But they should be fucking harder to get. And responsible responsible gun owners should be on board with that. And every single one that I've talked to, they've been on board with that. So he's, he's, he's skating the knife's edge on that issue for sure because... I would be you more know, than happy yeah. to take uh, gun lessons or whatever shooting. That's what my mom did when she started. Yeah, shooting. give she me all that classes. And tra- and did her training? Did her? You know, yeah, please In- introduce the stuff, community like, thing to it. And this is a, yeah. a point that I made way earlier: is that like it's going to be like a like a club. Like, say you reinstantiate the state militaries and things you have to qualify for. It gamifies it in a way that makes people like, oh, fuck yeah, it's a community. People are competitive. We're, com- we're competing against each other. You know, there there's a smart way to do that that's not like we, like Beto says, we're going to storm into your apartment and take your guns. That is never going to fly in right. this country, Beto. I'm sorry. I loved you when you ran for fucking Texas. Stay in Texas. Do that I in agree. Texas. You can't. You you will never succeed <laughs> with that message of like, yes, we're going to take your guns. Uh, yeah, Beto is going about it all wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, totally. People are going to freak out. <laughs> if we're supposed to be the of land course. of the free, then let us be free for. Cr- for I don't even want to cuss. You can. This I know, is a very sweary too, show. But yeah, but you know what I'm saying. We're like, a sweary show. Like, <laughs> like we should. I'm not even into guns. I'm like super anti-gun violence, and like I don't hunt. I don't want to kill anything. I didn't even want the damn gun. My husband bought yeah. the gun for me, you know, and like presented it to me. Look what I got for you, and I'm like, why the hell'd you do that? You uh-huh. know. When you so. live in this part of the country, it is kind of a thing. And right. I even thought about it myself as, like, I've never been, like, a, I need to have one of those. But at the same time, when I moved to this part of the country as a crunchy gay liberal, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, yeah, maybe I should get one of those. And it's it's totally different. It's totally different out here. People in L.A. on their way to Starbucks staring at their phones have absolutely no idea what we're talking about when it comes to guns because they're like, we never see that shit. And I'm like, well, over here in the red part, people bring their guns to Walmart. And that's a regular thing that happens all the time. And we're just like, well, that's the way it is. And it doesn't matter how big the guns are. And I see them all the fucking time. 
all the time I see him. And it's just, it's just, it's, again, tying it back to Andrew's fucking national exchange program. We need to see how the rest of the country works. If you live in this country, this is a big-ass country. People from Europe come here and they're like, holy fuck, how do I even navigate this clusterfuck? Because one state is completely different from the next. Completely different from the next. The idioms are different. The language is different. The swear words are different. It's the just food like, is different. Everything, everything is different. The culture is different. The how music. we think about family. How we think about connecting. It's, uh, it's yeah, tying back to Andrew. I'm not going to hit the bell again. It's there. It's very tempting. <laughs> no, but that's that's the thing about the whole cultural exchange. We just need to be exposed to each other's thoughts and ideas. And uh, I, I, I think that's really at the core of what I'm trying to do with this Humanity First series is, like, get people who have never even had to think about these problems to go, like, oh, wow, there are, like, people who struggle, like, with basic shit like that. Like, yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. And that's why we're making this show. <laughs> Where the fuck are we? Oh, uh, we got to the zip code calculator. Um, other policies. Oh. oh, man. Okay, so... <laughs> global stage-wise. Let's, let's take the zoomed-out vision here. Assuming Andrew is president, he's leading the free world. What would you hope for in, like, a President Yang? On like the global stage, like big picture, not just us, because our, our country is fucked, <laughs> like pretty bad. This is the one guy trying to fix it, and let's assume he fixes it. But like bigger picture, like where do you see the world going under a president Yang? Because I have crazy thoughts. Do you have anything else? Because I do, but you go ahead. You go first. Yes, I won't bother you. All I see is a better future. That's all. Right. Yeah. For everybody. So, like, I could see um, after we are successful with the Freedom Dividend and once we all start getting our shit together and, and really starting to see progress happening, then I think that the other, like, the poorer companies, like countries rather it, even like here i'll have another one of those since why the fuck not um i'm pouring scotches into plastic ramekins like a ghetto hoe and it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> leave it in we're also drinking miller high life the champagne of beers <laughs> so we are some high class bitches up in here Oh, I don't it. even care. I love it. Um, <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, what was I just talking about now? President Yang. Of course. I I poured you a big one. Oh, Jesus. sorry. It's like a finger and a half. It's it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to go anywhere. I I got you accommodations. <laughs> that's right. I'm not a powerful I'm not individual. <laughs> But I, I secured you accommodations in town. <laughs> I had a few strings to pull. They're beautiful accommodations. Yes. Uh, it, this episode Ellie, is not brought to you about? by oh, BTC. The oh, here's what 
I was saying. Yes. Okay, so after we're successful yes. and and we get like the first term of President Yang, um, and and our like human GDP or what is it like the happiness GB? What's he call it? The around human centered capitalism. He's talking about doing the human scorecard. Yes, the scorecard that. every year. Yes. Instead of just treating the State of the Union like some bullshit pulpit nonsense where we're like we are the greatest country in the world because we are and that's why and god bless america god bless the troops <laughs> he's trying to he's like no that shit should be powerpoint he's like no we should be measuring exactly how we're doing on all these different fronts and calculate that shit nerd shit man that's the that's why I love Yang. Oh, I'm losing my mic. Because he's a fucking nerd. He's like, he's nerding out on this shit. And that's why he's going to win. Nobody else is nerding out. They're like, this is the status quo. This is how politicians get elected. Shout out to Nerds for Yang. Yes. I have not connected with them yet. Nerds for Yang, if you're listening. If you think Tom, this was a fun thing. Tom does nerds for Yang. Elkins? No, no. You know, I don't know Tom's last name. He's Shit. just the nerds for Yang Tom. Shit. Okay. Nerds for Yang. I have not reached out to you yet. Soon, though. Soon, though. Let's get together. Uh, I'd love to get you in on this humanity first thing. Because, because, and this is an important... Oh. My bell did not Fail. fully ding. It didn't <laughs> fully ding. No. Let's think about that. Like, Yang Gang, for real. When did Andrew get his boost? It's when he went on Rogan and had, like, two hours plus to just be like, let me be a real person for a second. And that is what I am doing with the Humanity First series in the Yang Gang. Everybody gets that. Like there no time limit. That's what it is. Like all of it. <laughs> all of it. Uh anyway. Beautimus. What's our next point? Thanks for bringing the pill, Joshua. Yeah. I knew you were gonna want it. Oh man. Oh <laughs> nice. I drop shit onto the floor. It's fine. It's fine, guys. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't have anything else on there. It was pretty much closing thoughts. But we need to take full advantage of this opportunity. Because, and let me stress this again, guys. They drove here from somewhere else to be on our show. It was only two hours, dude. Like Only two hours? It's really not that oh bad. Oh, my God. It was a nice little road trip, wasn't it? Yes, and the rain, and we liked the rain and the scenery. Yeah, it was <sighs> beautiful. We, I it love was that like, we've been getting so much rain lately. We're travelers, man. We're like mighty travelers. We've been a lot of places. I started traveling my kids around when they were pretty young. Remember, we took that trip from... Minnesota through North Dakota, then through Montana, and then we went back down through Montana into Yellowstone, 
And then across uh, South Dakota, we did like Shoshone. Remember, we did like eight different national parks and we went to Shoshone and Black Hills and drove past Mount Rushmore. Remember all that? You were little. (laughs) You were little, but we did all that. You got to be well traveled. You got to see what's all around you. You got to see the world, kids. You got to meet other humans. You got to hear their stories. You got to hear it from their mouths instead of being like, that person is that color team and we can't talk to them or hear their voice. That's what's destroying us, guys. That is that is another thing that I love so much about Andrew is because we're all so um, unified. Like right now, it's crazy how how we're all like congealed into this this beautiful mass of like love and energy we're like relentless you know we cannot give up and I do believe in the law of attraction I really do I believe firmly that that you know what you what you think you become and 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 I believe in collective consciousness and I believe that if we all want this same thing I think humanity first is not a campaign slogan it's a way of life and I think that we are reaching this level of collective consciousness and the Yang Gang is leading. We are the movement. We are the movement and we are making these changes and we're bringing in all these people. I'm friends with people I never even would have looked at twice, you know? Yeah. Like, I've got I've got people that I truly believe. Like, my friend Mikey is my little brother. You know, like Mikey's my bro, man. Like we call and talk to each other. Hey, sis, I've had a bad day. What are you doing? You want a video chat? Yeah, sure, brother. Whatever you want. You know, of course. And then like we check on each other and it's great. I can't even believe like I feel so incredibly blessed to know you people like and to be connected to you amazing fucking people. Like I'm about to cry right now, actually. Like I'm having a moment. I'm yeah. having like a goosebumps uh, moment right yeah. now. <laughs> I am a little bit too. It's very surreal. It it's really very is. trippy. It is. It's just beautiful. <laughs> I've never experienced anything like this in all of my life. Yeah. Like I've never been this involved in politics or like like this open to meeting strangers. Like I only know you like, guys from the internet. Like, like literally y'all could be from Facebook. Killers. I know. Y'all here drove here in a car for multiple hours <laughs> to come on this show. It's beautiful. It is. Humanity and is And my husband beautiful. is like do you even know these guys? Like, you know, uh, you better be real careful down there. And I'm like, no, man, these guys got us. I feel completely comfortable with these dudes. It's going to be fine, honey. They're going to hook us up and it's going to be great, you know. And then now we're going to have friends there in Bisbee. So then next time you and I can come together and, and we'll have friends there. Now we have connections and it's great. Yes. Connecting and sharing, you know information with one another it's like the most powerful thing we have and it's it's why we're here mm-hmm. absolutely and, and if there's anybody else here in arizona that is part of the yang gang if you're in uh tucson or surrounding areas we are in bisbee we are uh, a frisbee throw from the tr- glorious trump wall that we all absolutely adore 
So if you would like to <laughs> come on the show and, and if you're in a similar part of the country, let us know. <laughs> we hear. It's great. And then I'm over in the, I'm closer to Tucson and Green Valley. If anybody is in that area and would like to meet in person, I would really, 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 really love that. So I feel like we're coming to a close. Yeah, I think so too. This is a beautiful place to end it. Yeah. Humanity first starts with an idea and becomes a way of life. It does becomes a way of life it culminates in real world relationships it culminates in real world love it's true that's that's how we'll end it beautiful (laughs) we love you guys yang 2020 (laughs) everybody do the claw y'all can't see it but do the claw Ellie, do the clock. Come on, do Secure it. Secure the bag. We're all going to do it. Secure the bag. Secure the bag. Good girl. Okay. <laughs> Yang2020.com. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to be a part of it, send in your voicemail at 602-456-2253 to get in at that shit at the end that's super cool that we all love. If you want to sit down and chat with us, mindwavepodcast at gmail.com we will check that shit other than that we love you guys yang gang 2020 you guys want to be in on this shit call us email us let's do it we love you (laughs) yang gang love yang gang love My name is Jereen, and I currently live in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. I am originally from Montana. I'm excited uh, about Andrew Yang and his campaign because I am a stay-at-home mom, and the Freedom Dividend would be a total game-changer for me. I have credit card debt from groceries and diapers, and I'd really like to start getting out from underneath that. And uh, my husband and I are also musicians, and we know a lot of people that are. To give everybody in the music community that we know $1,000 a month would make their lives change overnight. And the culture that he's trying to create by changing the way we view labor will give people more of a chance to focus on the arts and the things that enrich what's human about all of us. Thank you. Hey, Jenner. How's it going? Uh, my name is Damon. I live in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, that's where I'm calling from currently. Uh, so I joined a group recently, uh, the Southwest Florida Yang Gang. Uh, how I got there was, uh, when I first discovered Andrew Yang, I was actually browsing you know, Trump stuff and just seeing what was in the news about him. And I looked over at uh, the related articles and I saw something like, what was it, like uh, MSNBC won't let this candidate have his time on air or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
So I click on it, and I, I watch it, and I'm, and I'm like, uh, okay, so from what I got from that video was, like, he wants to give everybody a thousand dollars a month, which automatically drew me in, as, as I'm sure did everybody else. Uh, but anyways, um, no, uh, what I really like about him is he's, uh, he's a down-to-earth guy. He, you know, you can have a conversation with him. He's very social with the public, but he's also a politician when he needs to be, and I totally respect that about him. Um, so I, uh... I joined this uh, group uh, called Southwest Florida Yang Gang recently. Uh, I haven't posted much in it yet, but I've been absorbing a lot of the content. But uh, a friend of mine, and his name is Brad, I don't know if he made the group, but he's in it. Um, he, uh, he invited me to, uh, to come along about it because we, you know, we, the Yang Gang supporters, Yang Gang. So, you know, uh, I just, uh, just want to say, you know, uh, I wasn't into politics very much before. Andrew Yang, you know, it was just all pretty much copy-paste, that dry stuff. Um, Andrew Yang kind of uh, changed my mind about it, you know, made me want to start paying attention. And and uh, I think that says a lot for, for him as a politician, for him as a man, as a person, you know. Uh, so, um, 100% what happened so far. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, I have not heard of Minecast Podcast, but, um, or, I'm sorry, if I, if I got the name wrong on that. Um, but I will start watching your podcast. I'm excited to see what you come up with. So good luck to you and uh, have a great day. Hey, my name is Melissa Monet Mason, calling from Delaware, the United States. And I am Total Yang Gang. I'm so excited for Andrew Yang's campaign. He's the first person that I ever uh, donated to, the first political campaign I ever went to a rally for, and what gets me really excited about him is how he sees the future that we are setting for, especially our youth, and he sees that, you know, things like automation and, like, our economy and climate change and our Medicare, like, system is totally messed up, and he really wants to change it for the better. And he does it with understanding and compassion and using data and facts to back up his points. So I think it's super, super different and what we need. Like during this time of political disengagement and split, you know, like total, um, like both parties hate each other. Like that really does need to end. And I think that Andrew's campaign is going to unite, really unite all of us. It sounds corny to think, but he is really going to, unite all of us so that's the short of it on my end um, I'm, I'm 21 years old so obviously I am pretty young and I feel the impact of you know my future and it's, it, it looked very bleak um, for a lot of especially going out of high school I was like what is happening I don't really want to be a part of this like weird labor force I kind of want to be an artist and you know like it's really what's the best thing for me but I see NDA's campaign, like, and how the UBI, aka the Stephen Dividends, are really going to help all of us overcome this, like, economic, like, stronghold or chokehold that we've just gotten used to for so long. So, that is the uh, summary of why I support Angie Yang and the hashtag Yang Gang. Thank you, Jenner. Bye. My name is Alex. I'm from all around, but my job currently has me in Dayton, Ohio. 
I first found Andrew in April of this year. I had YouTube rolling in the background while I was playing a game. I was on Kyrgyzstan episode, which was talking about UBI, and followed that up with a TED talk on UBI. Then YouTube's magical algorithm took me to Joe Rogan. A few minutes later, and Andrew is dropping math bombs like it's the London 1940 Blitzkrieg. He talked about self-driving cars. I own a Tesla. That thing drives itself. If you think self-driving cars are still 10 or 20 years away, you're crazy. From then on, I was hooked, and I started devouring Andrew Yang content wherever I could find it. Let me tell you how thousand dollars a month would dramatically change my life. It wouldn't. I make decent money, nothing crazy, but I have all the essentials that I need. But I'm still passionate about UBI. For one, it's just the right thing to do. It's the way you set the economic floor when robots and algorithms are creating vast amounts of goods and services. But mostly, I think about what UBI would mean for my family, my sister. A top graduate of 300 in her film school, very successful working in film production, but financially struggling in Los Angeles because Los Angeles. My brother, an amazing musician, entrepreneur, music producer, top-rated DJ in Nashville, who had business partners and roommates fail him in big ways and leave him saddled with debt. And I think of my mom, single parent raising three kids. Despite being college educated and a former Air Force officer, all she ever had to provide for raising us was child support, temp jobs, minimum wage, food stamps, eventually disability. Even after the kids grew up and moved away, she was still trapped in the false ceiling that is disability. Her disability honestly meant she shouldn't have been working full time, as Americans would say, but she really wanted a part time job, not working at all. Would have removed all of her benefits, so instead she just lived a pauper's life for decades. I've never been half as passionate about a candidate before. Andrew Yang is the only guy talking real solutions to real problems. Let's make this happen in 2020. Humanity first. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you to everybody who called in and left us voicemails. That's always one of my favorite parts. Thank you to Annette and Ellie for making the trip down here to Bisbee and coming and hanging out with us. Our first、uh, Yang Gang in real life experience was really fun. The alcohol was flowing, so、uh, got a little silly there towards the end. I apologize for that, but that's、uh, what this is about. It's about being human. So. If you enjoyed this and you want to be a part of it,、uh, the number for that voicemail line is six zero two four five six two two five three. You can always shoot us an email to mindwavepodcast at gmail dot com, and we also have this cool new feature on the website,、uh, along with the Humanity First series page. You will find a schedule. You can see upcoming guests and a built-in calendar that you can use to actually book a recording session with us. Find a time when you have a free hour or so, and we'll make it happen. Oh, that website is mindwave.media. 
I suppose this is a good opportunity to once again thank archive.org. The track that I used this time, and I'm going to get better about doing that, I apologize for any creators in the past who have not credited because uh, I was scrambling. The track here is called Music for Humanity. I figured that was uh, appropriate. And that is by <laughs> Donuts. That's D-A-N-U-T-Z. So thank you, Donuts, <laughs> for making your work available on archive.org. That's awesome. Uh, it's trippy stuff, which is why I'm kind of taking my time with the outro here. Um, give us a follow on Twitter. That's at Mindwave Podcast. If you want to follow us individually, I am at Mindwave Jenner. My wonderful co-host at Mindwave Josh. Our executive producer is at Mindwave Paul. We uh, kept it super simple for you guys. So if you want to get behind the scenes stuff and keep in touch and see what's going on, that would be a good way to do that. We also have our Facebook group. Um, built off of the page which is just kind of there for business stuff Um, so if you search for Mindwave Podcast on Facebook you will find our page and our group the group there is tons of behind the scenes stuff videos uh, sneak peeks updates lots of fun so if you want to get in on the conversation that's a good way to do that Uh, there's also an associated group chat to where you can pop in with us on uh facebook chat and engage with the mind wave community uh i am really looking forward to busting out as many of these humanity first episodes as possible i already have a bunch more lined up and i cannot wait i cannot wait to sit down with you guys this is uh, an amazing project and i'm having a whole lot of fun with it in case you couldn't tell Uh, But yeah, I think that's it for me. I think I got everything in there, right? Lots of thank yous, lots of, uh, you know, the socials like the kids do. I think we're good. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. That's that's a promise. (laughs) Give us a call, email, call, fax, whatever's clever. (laughs) Take care, guys. And, uh, you know, humanity first. Stargazer. Copyright 2019.